listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikara. And this is episode number 77, and we're this is part of the kind of Halloween extravaganza I have going on for everybody over the next few days. And um, yeah, this is the uh, Horror Hotel holiday, uh, Halloween special for the month, for this month. Uh, we did our regular Horror Hotel you know, a few weeks ago, but this is the Halloween special, um, which uh, of course is picking up kind of where we left off uh, last year. We did uh, kind of kick the whole process of doing these off was uh, our Friday, our Nightmare on Elm Street um, that Mike, Mike and I did for uh, the series last last Halloween. So you can go back and check that out. But this year we're covering Friday the thirteenth, um, so we're doing one until uh one through goes to hell so you know i guess it would be what one to nine and then uh and then jason versus freddie versus jason so yeah so we're skipping to 10 and we're skipping we, we kind of uh a little bit go over the the remake as well at the end but um yeah we get all the all the essentials in um talk about each movie you know, give our, our our thoughts about each one and and rating and everything like that. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Like I said, it's part of the Halloween uh, uh, extravaganza. Um, for so, this episode is going up today, obviously, and then um, on the Patreon will be uh, um, uh, the. Uh, Next part of the Dracula series of Matt Prizo, all about Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and Dracula has risen from the grave. So you can check that out on a Patreon if you are a member or if you want to hear it and listen to the other Dracula episodes I've done so far and other things that are Patreon exclusives. You can go over on Patreon. Uh, $2 a month, patreon.com forward slash Solnox podcast. So I got that plug in already. So there you go. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then um, Tuesday, Tuesday on Halloween proper, I got a very extra special episode for you guys with Cam, with my friend Camden Unglesby um, of, uh, of course, the Black Flame Death Cult, who I had on a little bit ago, starting at the beginning of the month. Um, so we recorded an episode all about horror and talked about Halloween, and I was like, you know, this has to go up on Halloween because it's very appropriate kind of wanted to have an episode like that to go up for Halloween as well. So it was perfect. Um, we, so so that's what's going on on Halloween. We're going to get the episode of Cam. And then on uh, on uh, November 2nd, uh, so two days after that, you'll be getting the next, uh, the second part of the Danzig series with uh, my friend with Joe uh, for the Satanism Spirituality series. And... Um, We'll be covering Danzig 5 all the way up to Death Red Sabbath in depth. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, November coming fire. We're almost there. Halloween is almost, almost here and uh, almost over, unfortunately. And then we'll get into the, the rest of the year with all the all the bullshit that entails. And um, But, you know, it's good and bad. And there's parts of the rest of the year that I, that's okay, but... Uh, you know, I definitely uh, feel a sense of melancholy when we get to this point in which the end of uh, end of Halloween is near. You know, but um, so that's what's going on, and uh, I'll get into the plugs, and then we'll get into the episode. 
So I belong to a kind of gang of podcasters called the Horsemen of the Podcast Apocalypse. Every other Monday is Horror Wolf 666 with Brandon Legion. Every Tuesday is Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Schmidt. And uh, keep your eyes open on Tuesday uh, on Into the Necrosphere as well. So, yeah, keep your eyes open on Halloween. Uh, well, much ahead, so to say, you know. Then Wednesdays is uh, Everything with Buck with Mike Hill. Mike and I have our series, Darkness Weaves. We split between Solonox and Everything with Buck. And you can go and uh, listen to the latest one um, that he released last Wednesday. Um, which is the concluding episode for In a Lonely Place. Uh, yeah, because Darkness Weaves is the work of Carl Edward Wagner that we're, that we're working our way through. Um, every Thursday is Necromaniacs with Mike Kill, Mike Scandato, and Jeff Kashid. Fridays you have uh, Spitball Media, formerly known as Break the Apocalypse. And every, um, whenever he feels like it, um, you get Cheyenne from Tribax with Iblis Manifestations, which is, you know, he's too much of a free spirit, as they say to be uh, releasing things at a particular time. So, yes, yeah, so check everybody out. Follow everybody. Share everybody. Spread the word. Do the devil's work. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me at my name or at Denver Underground Radio on Instagram. And Denver Underground Radio is, of course, the radio station I run, online radio station. And we do uh, shows live every Tuesday and Thursday, um, streaming at DenverUndergroundRadio.com. And the shows, both shows start at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Tuesday is Darklands, which is dark, black metal, death metal, dark ambient. I got, of course, got one coming up on Halloween, a uh, special episode. And then um, Thursday is the Upstairs Room, um, which is dark wave, goth, post-punk, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so check it out live, like I said, at DenverUndergroundRadio.com at those times. Or you can go on the Instagram and see all the playlists, and you can also get uh, links to the Spotify playlist for the episodes as well. And uh, like I said earlier, you can follow me at Patreon as well. Um, I always really, really appreciate the support of anybody who is willing to to help, you know, help with contribute to the cause. And I'm trying to, you know, at least get two to four bonus episodes. So it's patreon.com forward slash soul podcast. Um, so yeah, hope you guys, uh, enjoy this episode and, um, also make sure to go check out, uh, Mycelium Signal, my brother, Constantine Tuonhovi, which was, of course, I just released an episode of him on Wednesday, so you can go back and check that episode out and, uh, yeah, make sure to go check out the Mycelium Signal, almost forgot. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into the episode now. Hope you guys enjoy our, our journey through the Friday the 13th series, um, and uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys have a great Halloween, and uh, yeah, I look forward to the uh, the next couple episodes coming out. All right, hail Satan. <laughs>
time for the the horror hotel Halloween special. Hell yeah. We uh you know last year we covered Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street and this this year it's Friday the thirteenth. And we're doing we're gonna talk about part one to Jason Goes to Hell and then Freddy vs. Jason. So we're just ignoring Jason Ten. Yes. We're not talking about the re remake either. Because I didn't watch it, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I thought I owned it, but I don't. But I was like, "It's okay. We're not going. We don't need to talk about that, anyways." We can right. say it. we can say a few things about, it, but nothing, nothing yeah. too much. But yeah, I figure much like with our Nightmare on Elm Street movie, we'll just briefly go over each movie, kind of talk about our thoughts about each one, and then, and then, uh, yeah, go from there. Cool. Um. I was gonna say, what do you remember? Like, what was your introduction to Friday Thirteenth and and the uh, the series? Like, what was the first one you saw and like all that kind of stuff? Uh, first one I saw was actually Part Two, and it was on USA. Okay, with Ronda up all night. Did you did you know about Jason before seeing the movie though? Yeah, I knew about Jason before. I just mostly because of uh, just people talking about Jason or wearing Halloween costumes. Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of inescapable in the same way that Freddy was, you know? Right. Or that you'd go to the, you know, you just see Jason, like, everywhere, you know? Yep. But it was, like, with the, the hockey mask version, you know? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I mean, how, like, when was that? Like, was that in the... Early nineties, like when late eighties, like when did you see that? Late eighties, I'd say like eighty eight, eighty nine. So I was like seven, I think, the first time I saw Jason. Did you um? Then you see, yeah, I was uh, seven. Then didn't you see Jason goes to hell in the theater? Yeah, my mom took me. Right, that was what I forget. Yeah. What, I mean that movie. Yeah. Ninety. Let me see. I think 92. 93. 93. Okay. Yeah, so 30. I was 11 then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's an okay age. You see that one in particular. I mean, it's, it's really nothing nothing too bad in that one. I mean, there's some gross like, no, practical no. effects, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I remember I'm even going to the comic book store, actually, the all season of uh, buying the Jason Goes to Hell comic. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and that was the first one. Yeah, that was the first one you saw in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, because because I think what, a, what a Jason takes Manhattan came out in '89, so yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The um. Yeah. I mean, I I knew about Jason and his mask and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't actually see any Friday the Thirteenth movies till later on. I don't think, and you know, I probably have vague memories of. Probably them it being on you know, USA at night and stuff like that, you know, but right. nothing like really distinct. Um, like I feel like I feel like I have memories of seeing maybe some of the later ones on TV, you know. Yeah, but um, like parts of them at least, not the whole movie. Right. But uh, yeah. I mean, I was late. It was later when I was a teenager. It was like when I was doing the um thing where I was trying to get caught up on all the the ones that the classics I hadn't seen yet. You know, right. so I rented, you know, like 
like all the others, you know, like uh, that's when I saw Halloween and I saw, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Dawn of the Dead and a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. So Friday the 13th part one was part of that. that nice. That, that, that batch of movies, you know, you know, but I mean, it's, it's impossible to grow up in the early 90s without knowing who Jason was and knowing all okay. the, all those all those all those vhs covers you know <laughs> yep oh definitely dude like it's funny i still have my vhs well i have some of my vhs of the originals but i saw my vhs tapes that i record on usa oh yeah yeah they're all edited as hell but yeah it's funny like i think um i think like as a kid for some reason freddie was more the one that was attracted to you when it came to the the, the the killers, you know, right? You know, it was, it was like later on, like when they got into to Jason and and Michael, you know, Michael Myers and how we know all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like I said, as a kid, we had that Freddy Club, and Jason was cool to me. But the older I got, the more I like Jason. Yeah, yeah. I think when I um finally like I bought like the old DVD box that had like the little mini. Like the thin, thin DVD cases, you know. Yeah. There's like Crystal Lake like uh, box set, and um, and that's when I finally saw like all of the movies, you know. Like I right. Think I, I think I'd see maybe the first two or three or something, but like all the way through. But then when I got that box set, and I literally, you know, I watched through the entire entire series kind of for the first time in a row, you know. Yeah, that's when I kind of like like the series a lot more because I also at the same time I watched all the nightmare movies and all the Halloween movies, like all the, the, the series as a whole, you know. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think the nightmare series is very strong, um, but I do feel like uh, in a lot of ways, Friday 13th is in a lot of ways probably the strongest out of the three just in terms of the movies, you know. Right. In the sense that. I think maybe it's that lower expect- expectations where Friday Thirteenth you you have much lower lower expectations than say if uh, Nightmare on Elm Street you know yeah dude like it's you know does it have a okay plot or some kids that you kind of like and you know and then they're getting killed you know that's pretty much all you need in, in these movies you know <laughs> yep right <laughs> you know <laughs> simple story revenge kill yeah. teenagers yeah so so it's it's a a little bit different but it's kind of like as long as they can put together an, an engaging movie around that you know and i would say that the majority of the movies are, are all pretty good you know yeah in that that capability which is fun you know of course like we go back to friday the 13th part one you know which came out in 1980 uh created right. by sean Con- cunningham you know and uh as well let's look at this Written by Victor Miller, starring Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Cosby, Kevin Bacon, some other people. Um, <laughs> like the movie, the, the series was started in a lot of ways. I think, like you know, uh, Halloween was successful, and Sean is coming in was like uh, blatant, blatantly like, yeah, let's do this slasher thing and try to make something, you know, make some money. I think they yep. had come up with the name first before they even had a script and they actually ran like an ad and in like the newspaper right try to get fundraising for it <laughs> yeah so you know 
So they kind of had a thing that they kind of created a plot around it. And obviously, in, you know, obviously in this one is not Jason, it's his mother. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, will create lots of confusion for, for the next Oh, one. yeah. Um, you know, which I do try to rectify if Jason goes to hell, which we can get to there. Right. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, uh, I feel like the, this movie, of course, also had the uh, practical effects from Tom Savini, which were like, you know, pretty ahead of the time. Oh, yeah. Like, really, really good effects, like the famous uh, arrowhead kill from Kevin Bacon. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like this one's pretty good. I will say that my last, like, I watched, I literally watched all the movies and, like, over like a weekend oh nice like last weekend i literally like managed to watch all of them i like, just watched two a night right and i would say that uh unlike a lot of people who this is their favorite this is definitely not my favorite i feel like i feel like um i don't know that i always kind of for me i'm i'm i like that i, I feel like i feel like the, my my thing is that it's not until Friday the 13th part three, like which we'll get more into once we get there, where I feel like they really figured out the, the, uh, how to make these movies, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this one is kind of like, in a lot of ways, pretty much like a lot of other movies of this kind. Like, I think that if it hadn't, if they hadn't made up Jason and given him that hockey mask in part three, I mean, I just think that the series would have just been like another, like, you know, April Fool's Day or, Something like that, you know. I like just want another one of those holiday slasher movies in the '80s, you know. Right. And I, so, I, which is not say something bad about. I just think that is, it's a good movie, but it's not, it's not iconic in the same way as the other movies, as as like their later movies would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my opinion. At least I know that's oh, probably. Dude, I completely a, agree. I know it's probably a hot take for some people, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've always felt like that. Like, even like I remember the first time I watched it, and I was like, "Wait, what? Where the fuck? Where's Jason?" <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like, wait, is his mom? What? <laughs> so it was a little, I was a little, I was a little like weirded out by that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not, but you know, Je- Betsy Palmer did do a really good job as 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 his mom. She like and um. You know, I will say that particularly these first two movies have a kind of sleaziness that you don't kind of. The rest of them are still pretty sleazy, but this definitely have a little bit of sleaziness to them, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude. Um, but it's also very. I feel like it's interesting to see 1980. It still feels very 70s, like the way everybody's dressed and everything. Right. But, um,. Yeah. I mean, what's your. What do you think about the movie and, like, what, uh, like, what would be your favorite kill out of the movie? Yeah, I don't think you can top that with this one. No, not at all. Yeah, what are some of your other thoughts about it? Um, my other thoughts about it are, it's definitely a honestly, I think it's a good gateway horror movie for even kids because it's not really that. I mean, it's violent, but it's not like over the top violent. Yeah, and it's just a good like all around like who done it kind of movie. Because yeah, for a while you think it's the uh, guy running the camp, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely the first time you see it, if you don't actually know what what what's going on, it might be a little bit like, 
It's it's got that more of that mystery to it, yeah. Yeah. And also just kind of like well, I love the I love the practical effects in it for sure. Yeah, it was it was, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. And I actually do like the score of the movie, honestly. Yeah, the score is very good. Uh, scores for most of these are good. Do you did you have you noticed that there's like a part of the score that replicates Jaws? Yeah, I have noticed that. Where it's like dum dum. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and the whole—he just figured that out, like just in his head one day. The composer of it. Yeah, and it's funny because I—I th- think it's supposed to say what does it say? Kill, kill them or something. Yeah. Or yeah, something like that. I don't remember. It, it just sounds like cha to me. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> it doesn't sound like words, but it actually is like. Supposed to be, there's actually words in it, I guess. Um, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, definitely the the soundtrack is iconic in of itself. Right. I think they set up a good like uh, basic plot line. I mean, with the uh, the camp and and you know they're going there and they're trying to like reopen the camp after it was the murders, you know, and all that kind of stuff, like. So it's a good, good like, kind of basic plot, and it's you know particularly the the kind of ending section gets pretty uh, tense. I feel like. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Um, you know the uh, the teenagers are uh, kind of likable. Yeah. Kind of forgettable somewhere in the middle. I think they definitely have some more likable teenagers than like a few movies down, you know. But this one. Oh yeah. They're okay. Right. But yeah, I mean, you do get Kevin Bacon, who's awesome. So, yep. So yeah, it's definitely a good one. It's not my favorite, and I do think the series gets better. Yeah, I do too. There's one few series where I feel like it actually starts to get better as it goes on. You know. Yeah, I do find it funny though when they when she kills his mom. Mm-hmm. I never knew this till much later in life because I don't know. There's like this documentary about Jason. I think it's called Behind the Mask or something. But yeah. Tom Zavini talks about how when they cut off her head, they were already done filming. They had no money left. So he had to use his own hands. And he's like, if you look really close, it's supposed to be, you know, Adrian King's hands. But it's like, you'll see these big, hairy, palmy hands. Oh, you mean uh, Betsy Palmer? Yeah, Betsy Palmer, and he kills her. Yeah, well, yeah, because if you, if, if he holds up the hands, yeah. you can really see it. Like, when she cuts, when Adrian, yeah, Adrian cuts off the head, yeah. and there's like the blood spurting, and and, and Jason's mom like lifts up her hands to like you know like I don't know it's you can see that they're like hairy hairy right. fingers. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, you can you can totally tell it wasn't the women doing it. <laughs> right. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. The um. Yeah, so um, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate part one? Three out of five. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. So three yeah. out of five. It's good. Not my favorite. And then we get a one year later, Friday the 13th, part two comes out. Um, written or produced and directed by Steve Miner, who I believe, didn't he go? He did H2O, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause he 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 mostly did like dramas and stuff, I believe, in comedy. Yeah. Things, but 
Um, but this was his directorial debut. This was written by Ron Kurtz. Um, Adrian King comes back for a little bit, not very long, but then, uh, yeah, we get, uh, um, let's see, Amy Steele. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm mentioning all these people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember who they are in the movie, really, by name. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so you get a different, different. I, I mean, I don't remember. Is it Ginny is the main character? She's the lady, the girl. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah so she's important. Amy Steele is Ginny. John Fury is Paul Holt. And that's pretty much the main characters. So right. Um. Yeah. So, and then this is where you know Jason comes in with the bag head. Yeah. And then we have questions about what. This is where the questions start for people like. Um, you know, wait, was it wasn't he didn't he die? Like and then of course at the end of the first one, he's like a kid, but I feel like that's definitely a, a dream, you know? Yeah. I was right away is that's a dream. And Jason's still been out there doing his thing. Yeah. And, you know, like uh yeah, I don't you know he's he's been out there, I guess. Or, you know, if yeah. we skip ahead to Jason goes to hell, supposedly before before Palmer or he's died, she found the Necronomicon and from the Evil Dead did a yep. ritual and brought Jason back to life, and now he's a deadite. So, yep. which would actually, if you if you, would make sense if he's already kind of a deadite in this movie and and the next few because he's can't no one no one can kill him. So, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that plot line. <laughs> yeah, I like that plot line too, dude. I think it makes more sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Um. So yeah. So. So yeah. Um. The we're now and the other thing that's funny about the the, the timeline too is that um this movie comes out one year after the original movie, but is set five years after the events of the first movie. So technically, yeah, yeah technically this one's in 1985. <laughs> yep. Um and uh, yeah, Jason has a bag on his head. I know a lot of people like this one because 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 he's got more of the uh, redneck guy back in the in the woods right. type of type of thing. Like they feel like I don't know some people really like that. Like and he's he's he kind of seems more like a normal like you know like a weird he's he's deformed and stuff, but he's not like so hulking and like you know like a murder machine like in the other ones you know right. It seems a little bit more believable. I do think it's funny because they do try to do the whole mystery thing again in this movie. Like, where you don't actually see Jason until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Like, or 15 minutes or whatever. Like, you just see his legs for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure if it's super effective, the mystery part, but maybe yeah. you've never seen, you don't know it's Jason. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, you got. Um, the thing is, I think with this movie is definitely this rush. I mean, it's one year they're trying to push something out. There's a few things that are like straight up ripped off of other movies, like some of the kills are taken from Bay of Blood by Mario Bava, you know? Right. A direct ripoff. So, you know, they're obviously uh, trying to scramble and pull stuff together. Um, but you know, overall, it's a I think it's a pretty good movie. I mean, definitely has a few good kills. I don't think. Overall, you're definitely missing Tom Savini in this movie, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but you know, you got the you got the infamous uh, wheelchair guy. He gets a yeah, it's machete in his head, which probably the best kill in the movie. Oh hell yes. Um, and then and then yeah, you got the ending where Jenny's using her child psychology to uh to doctor doctor you know try to convince Jason that she's his mom and stuff, which is kind of goofy, but you know, right? It's okay. I do yeah, like right. how he's got his like little altar with his mom's head and stuff. Like it's kind of creepy. Yes, it is. Um, but again, I feel like this movie's kind of on the same level as the first one, and it's not my favorite. I kind of was right. a little bored when I was watching it the other night, but uh, it's also maybe because I, I don't know. It's one of those ones that I don't think holds up as well. The more times I've, I've seen it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's a good one, you know. But uh, yeah, what do you what do you think about it? Um, you know, I enjoy it. I kind of agree. Like, it doesn't hold up as well. As a kid, I liked it more than I do as an adult. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I just like, oh, Jason looks cool. He's big. And, you know, I never thought, like, a redneck way. I just was like, oh, he's fucking cool. And then, you know, you're just kind of like, all right. Get older. Like, oh, no, there's much better sequels to this. But I still, I actually like Jenny as one of the final girls. Yeah, I think she's a really good final girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very believable. Like I mean, that seems that seems goofy, but it's believable that like she could survive it all. Yeah, I think I think she's one a really good final girl and um, real smart. You know. Yeah, she, she very logical. Yeah, like the fact that she would even think of trying to do something like that is is pretty pretty smart. You know. Right. Like definitely a survivor. And um, yeah. Oh yeah, and another I, thing too is that his his mask is is from the town of Dreaded Sunset. That's yep. the mask. Yes, from. it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm cu- glad that they uh, found something different for him for the next movie. <laughs> yes, right. No, but I mean, um, you know, it has its moments where you're kind of like it drags on. I think too. Yeah, there's definitely some parts where it kind of drags on. I think I think one problem with this movie is there's like a few too many disposable teens. Right. In the, mem- in the words of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yes. Like where, uh, well, I guess they're not teens, but they're like, uh, you know, the counselors where you kind of, with the exception, like I kind of forget about who, you know, all of them. You know what I mean? Like right. I just watched the movie like, and I can only remember the, the, the wheelchair guy. And yeah, you know, I think there was like, a, you know, I remember, oh, and there was a one girl who's like tits are almost hanging out. Cause she's had that cut off like sweat t-shirt and stuff. Right. You know, like, they're not like super super memorable in this movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that might be part of part of it, is it maybe just a few too many. But they do have a good um there's at least a good uh pace where you get a kill pretty you know every few minutes and throughout the right. movie. So. <laughs> they definitely know how to pace that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure you have a little bit of soft stuff for this movie because it's the first one you saw, right? Oh, yeah, dude, I do for sure. Like, you know, it's not my favorite, but it, there's definitely a soft spot because it's what got me into Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I know some people like love this movie, but yeah, I think it's 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 not too bad. Is your, right. is your favorite kill the, the, the wheelchair guy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Because like you just don't think the guy in the wheelchair is gonna die, honestly. You just think like somebody's gonna just get away, right? Or just like healing him for a little bit. You're like, oh shit, they actually did kill him. I felt bad for him because he's about to get it in, right? <laughs> but, oh no, nope. Jason's like, fuck that. 
He's like, you're not losing your virginity. Nope. <laughs> well, I don't know if he, nope. he, he was kind of a he was kind of a, a Chad guy, but he was in the wheelchair. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's not getting he's not getting it in that night. No, he's not. He yeah. got fucked by Jason instead. Yeah. And then the then the people upstairs, you know, they're they're getting it in, but then they, they got they got smushed together with it with it. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty memorable kill too, though. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it is for sure, dude. Yeah, what would you rate part two? I'd give it a three out of five as well. Yeah, me too. Pretty much. Yeah, like I said, it's probably on par with part part one for me. Right. You know? Kind of neck and neck. Um, then one more year later, we get Friday Thirteenth Part Three again, directed by Steve Miner. But, um, and uh, this one changes it up a little bit. Like the, we're not at, at a camp anymore. It takes place right after the events of two. And, and we're, you know, we're basically, um, basically like Jason's getting away from, from everything that happened in two and he's kind of wandering around. And then we see, we get introduced to our, our characters and was one girl got, apparently got, um attacked by jason but got away and she yeah. had this like fear about it and she's trying to go confront the fears that are going up to the a cabin not too far from crystal lake yeah um so that's kind of setting up the kind of you know underlying things i feel like um uh this movie i really like three a lot like I really enjoyed it when I was watching it the other night. Like I've always kind of, I like this movie. I liked it even more the the last time I watched it, you know? Yeah. I think part of it is because I kind of liked, I liked the, 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 the kids who are going to die. I thought they were pretty, they're all pretty like likable characters, you know? Yeah, dude, for sure. And, um, and this definitely has probably some of the most attractive women. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, one of these Friday 13th movies, like all the women in this movie are hot, you know? Right. It does help. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're just like it's just like I don't know. It's something about this movie I, I really like the the final girl in this one as well. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, Dana Kimmel was Chris. Like I thought she she's again a survivor. Like I mean, she was attacked by Jason. She got away. Yeah, she's gonna fucking take him down basically. And then by the end, she's like kind of kind of going crazy though. But yeah, it's, it's believable. And I, I thought she did a really good performance as well. You know. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah, I mean. The only thing I thought was funny was like the stoner people. I was like, these people seem like they're like ten years older than everybody else. Right. I'm guessing probably these like twenty somethings are hanging out with these guys because they probably have a bunch of weed, I'd imagine. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I feel like overall, like um yeah, I really I like this movie quite a bit. I did think that the 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 one thing that's kind of stupid is the part with like the motorcycle gang guys. Oh yeah, but really just there for plot fodder because it's because because they're the ones who take the the gas out of the van and you know what I yeah. mean. And then the one guy manages to save her life at the end. Yeah, they feel like they're just kind of put in there to for plot devices, kind of you know. Right. But uh, you know, I I don't know. For me, I like this one quite a bit. The only the only the only downside sometimes is because it was shot on three D. Sometimes the uh, the film quality isn't quite as I don't know. It kind of. I noticed that it doesn't look quite as good as the other movies right. a little bit, but I think that's just because of the 3D, like the, the type of film they use on 3D sometimes, like degraded or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you have the scenes of like the yo-yo and stuff, which are funny. But I'm sure watching this on 3D would be cool. But I mean, I don't have a 3D TV, so yeah, right. Or I don't know if you have to need 3D TV, but maybe you just need the glasses. I don't know because uh, sure. the Blu-ray that you gave me has has both versions on it, so I don't know. Yeah, so does mine. Mine didn't come with glasses or anything, so yeah, I don't know if we need glasses for it. Something, yeah, I don't know, but um. Yeah, I I like uh, I like I like three quite a bit. It's not necessarily my favorite favorite, but it's it's up there. Like I feel like oh, this is also the point in which Jason becomes Jason. Yep, he gets his mask, and it's not just getting the mask. It's like they kind of figured it out as far as like who Jason is and how he kills and the outlandish like ways he's going to kill people. Like you know, like all the different things he uses. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, I, I like this movie. Oh, I do too, dude. I do too. It's I love when he gets his mask too, because like back then, you know, it wasn't they didn't know what it was going to be. Like they know that's become the icon of it. But it's just kind of cool. So he's like, "Oh, I found something that's you know usable." Yeah, I think that um, it really, uh, yeah, it just works for him to have the mask, and um, maybe I wonder if they had some idea hint that it might be iconic. But yeah, I mean, it really did become like the. You know, that's what you think of when you think of Jason, you know what I mean? Yep. What are some of your other thoughts about this one? Um, I love the facts, like, on how it starts to get a bit more brutal. With yeah, the definitely. kills. Shows more. Like, right before he gets the hockey mask where he shoots the arrow into the girl's eye. Yeah. And then, like, the, the part with, like, the, well, the spear gun or whatever. Yeah. Like she's through, yeah. And then, um, just like to see Jason become Jason, yeah, is fucking amazing. Yeah, I think that it's definitely one more like this because there was a period like the the this one and and then four where they could really they're violent they they could get a, they like I don't know they could really show everything where but. Uh, problem was the six and seven the 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 uh the effects are really good but they keep having to cut away from them because of censorship you know what i mean yep this is unfortunate but yeah i mean this one definitely has some pretty brutal stuff so which is good yeah and then um like you said like the series go crazy at the end she pulls it off really well yeah because you kind of believe it because i mean she's already traumatized and now yeah. she's kind of went into survival mode and killed Jason. And now she's like, I love the part where she's like hallucinating and she thinks he sees, she sees him like see her through the barn and come running out, you know, it's like yeah. so creep, so creepy, you know? Yeah, dude. So you definitely, sure. you definitely like, I don't know. I feel like you believe that she's kind of, kind of lost it a little bit by the end. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and now everyone, everyone got fucking murdered. Yes, they did. <laughs> Pretty brutally. But, right. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I think what makes this one work for me is that I kind of like a lot of the characters. And yeah. so, you know, they're, they're likable enough and some of them are developed slightly more. And so you kind of like, you're like, man, well, there they go. They're dead now, you know, but you just sound like they're not completely like just like uh, unmemorable, like some of the ki- kids in part two, you know? Yep. It's probably because there's also a smaller group of them. There's like only what, five or six or something? Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, so for me, I would give this one. This one's probably uh, 3.5 or 4, 4 stars, I think. Yeah, dude, I agree with you. That's what I'd give it. And then what's your favorite kill of this one? I forgot to ask. Um, oh, totally. The uh, arrow to the eye. The arrow to the eye. Yeah. I like, I like the harpoon one just because it's like real brutal. Right. And that's one that strikes out to my, my my memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Now, let me see. So now we get two years. So there's two years between part three and part four, which of course is called the final chapter, quote unquote. <laughs> yes, quote unquote. And um, yeah, this one was directed by Joseph Zito, screenplay by Barney Cohen, and uh. Yeah, and um, let's see. Our cast, we got Kimberly Beck as Trish, Corey Feldman as Tommy, Eric Anderson as Rob, and then other people, all the kids and stuff in this movie. And then, of course, you got Crispin Glover in this one, too. Oh, I really like him in this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. He's so funny. Yeah, he is. Um, And this is, this, is, this is one of my favorites. Like, this is probably, this is actually vying with another one for my favorite. You know, okay. I have yep. a hard time choosing between the two that are my favorite. Like, but Pushkin's, yeah. Like, I really, I, I really like this movie a lot. Right. The um, the setup, of course, is it's continuing on from from um, from three. So at the end of three, they have um, they take, you know, they, you know, Jason's you know, supposedly dead and all stuff. And then uh, in four, they take, they bring Jason to the morgue. And then he comes to life, like in the morgue and starts murdering people, right? The, you know, yep. <laughs> and <laughs> and then he gets out and we're also introduced to Corey Feldman, who's playing kind of like this like monster kid. He's like, loves like playing video games and his like masks and stuff, you know? So I don't know. I think I could relate to Corey, Corey Feldman's character in this because he's all about like monsters and yeah, all this stuff. So I, I don't know. I feel like you could, I could kind of relate to him, which particularly particularly when I was younger, you know. Oh hell yeah, dude! And um, and so they're living in like a uh, house by the by the lake, and and then these these group of kids come up and and rent a house across the way, basically, you know. Yep. And um, and then um, so we're introduced to all those kids, you know, uh, and they're all they're all kind of they're all, you know particularly like I like Crispin Glover's character he's really funny. Oh yeah, and the other, the other guy is his friend. He's like you're a dead fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know they're hanging out and they meet like some some twins for some reason. Yep. So right, got the twins. Yeah, yeah. and um. Yeah, so so that's going on. Same time, um, Corey Feldman's sister meets this guy. They meet this guy who is hunting Jason, basically. Yeah. He's like the brother of, um, I forget which, I mean, do you remember what? Um, I think he's the brother of, I think it's somebody from the first one. Is it the first one? I think, I, it might be. Let me see can't remember um, i can't see. either let's see if it says it here because um 
Rob. Okay, no, Sandra Dyer from the second installment. Okay. I don't remember who Sandra is in the first in that movie either. Yeah, who's, either. Who is Sam? Who is that? Sam. Um. Oh, she's from. She's at the beginning. Okay. Remember the very beginning of of two. Yeah. Where she's with um, the boyfriend, and they get their, their car towed and all stuff like that. Yep. Um. No, she's the one who's part of the part of the the the, the barbecue at the end. You know, I like, you know like when he shoves the the thing through while they're having sex. Yep. That's her. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, this guy's her brother. He's hunting down Jason. Jason managed to show up. I don't know if they're at Crystal Lake. Right. I think they are. I think that's why Rob came there because he figures Jason's going to come home or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, mayhem ensues. And, um, you know, I think this movie is a lot of fun. Like, the, uh, the teens are funny. Like, I like the... Right. I like the part, like, like, like Crispin Glover's character and one of the twins go up to have sex. Oh, yeah. And his friend is, like, had been trying to get her, like, the whole night, and she is, like, rejecting him. Yeah. But then he just got high, and he found, like, they find, like, this weird, like, 1900s porn movie. Right. He's just sitting there watching it, like, laughing. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it is, dude. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? But yeah, so they, I just think that, you know, they all get killed and everything, and, you know. I love the whole like. I found the movie actually very like. I I think one reason this one I really like is because I've seen it a bunch of times. But every time I watch it, I kind of get sucked into it, and I start to like get kind of like into the the action. You know what I mean? Right. Because I think the way they put together the whole ending part in particular is like really really strong. You know? Oh hell yeah, dude! There's a lot of tension, like while they're like running from Jason and trying to figure out how to take Jason down. Yep. And of course, it ends with uh, Tommy Jarvis, like, um, you know, hitting, you know, he tries, I like how he tries to do the, the psychology thing too, like shaves his right. head. Yeah. He's like, tries to act like he's Jason. Then he like fucking goes to town on Jason. That's what's crazy. If you think Jason like slices part of his head, which is like cool, such a cool effect. Yeah. Like falls on the, on the, on the, the machete in his head. But then he's yeah. still not dead yet. So then Tommy Jarvis just starts killing, like hitting him over and over again. Yep. That's a kind of like he kind of looks like he's he's turning into Jason, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think it's a, a this is a really good movie. Oh hell yeah, dude! What do you think? Um, you know, it's definitely to me like it's it tossed between this one and another one, but. The other one's still my favorite is be like my second favorite when it comes down to it. Yeah. But um what I love about it too is just you just don't know where it's going at first. Cause you're like, well shit, Jason just left the morgue, so what the fuck does that mean? So is he like dead now? Right. <laughs> or did he survive that and they didn't realize he was still alive? So you you're kinda like, I don't fucking know if he's a zombie or what the hell he is anymore. Yeah, because even at this point, it would make more sense if he's a deadite. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he literally was like murdered pretty good at the end of the, first, of the last movie, you know? Right. 
And I actually surprised. I have like a favorite kill in this one. I thought they were all pretty much equal to each other because it's nothing like too crazy. Yeah, not really. I mean, if anything, it would be the Jason Jason being killed at the end is yep. probably one of the coolest effects that that Tom Savini came up with. Because this one, oh yeah, dude, this one Tom Savini came back. Yeah, right. And, and I think in this one too, or no, it was in the third movie. There's a part where she's looking at like Fangoria. Oh yeah. She opens it up and there's like an article about Tom Savini, which I thought was kind of funny. Right. But yeah, now this movie you got, I guess like. Tommy Jarvis in some ways was modeled somewhat after Savini and those kind of guys who are like super into like the monster stuff when they're kids and whatnot, you know? Right. So they kind of modeled like his room, like with all the masks and everything, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, definitely having Tom Savini come back was a, was a good move for them. I think. Yes, it was. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one of the best and, and, Definitely, like, probably one of the most enjoyable out of, the, out of this whole series, I think. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's kind of crazy to think, like, fourth movie in, in a series, and that's, this is probably the third and fourth movies where they really hit their stride, you know? Right. But there is there is, there is is the bump, which we'll get to in the next. <laughs> yes. Um. So, anyways, what's your what's your rating for, for this one? Oh, four out of five. Yeah, me too. Probably, like, 4.5. Nice. Um, now we hit the bump. Yeah, nineteen eighty-five, Friday Thirteenth, a new beginning, part five. Probably uh, the worst out of the series, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's it's not even it's not even Jason. <laughs> you basically got Tommy Jarvis is in a mental institution of some sort, and now we we flash forward about what maybe ten years or something. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Is he like sixteen in this movie? Maybe. So maybe five or six years. Right. So now we're actually in like nineteen ninety, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. <Like. laughs> um. But yeah, and uh, somebody's killing stuff like Jason, and then turns out it's not Jason; it's the male guy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember why. I didn't, I actually didn't watch this one. I was watching uh, other movies. <laughs> it's, it's because he saw that. Well, he never talked about because he's the ambulance driver. But when they get called to the uh, place where the other guy got pissed off and killed the fat kid, um, is his son. Right. Yeah, I remember watching this first time and being like confused. Right. I was like, so it's the ambulance guy you saw one time. Is for some reason driving up like Jason and killing people like Jason. Right. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, like I know like one of the original plans when they said they were gonna make it was supposed to be like Tommy Jarvis was, you know, the killer. Yeah. But they're like, no, that's not gonna work. I was like, it might have been better. Maybe, but but then we wouldn't have gotten six and six is that's crazy. true. Yeah. Um that's very yeah. true. Yeah. I don't know. This movie just is just not a good movie. No, but the funny thing is, there's actually some good kills in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what like the kills. So in it. there's like the one girl, she had, like these big ass jugs, and then like she's laying down, and he puts the um, clippers through her eyes. All oh, right, I remember that. Yeah, and then you got the guy who he ties him to the tree, and then it's like crushes his skull that way. Yeah, I probably should have rewatched it, but I had kind of limited time, so I was like, if I'm going to see one, it's going to be this one. <laughs> yeah. 
Trying to cram them all in real fast, though. Right, dude. But, but no, I mean, the kills in it I like. It's just when you find it's not Jason, you're like, what the fuck? That's the biggest problem with this movie. I mean, yeah, I know people are like, well, it doesn't really matter if it's not Jason. I'm like, it does matter because it's stupid. Yes, it does matter. Even if there are good kills, it's still kind of dumb. Oh, it and, is. And the plot line with Tommy being in the place isn't exactly the most exciting plot line either. Right. But yeah, I mean, it has its place. I know it has its fans. It's just like, I, I never really liked this movie at all. I've seen it, you know, a few times, but I just like, it's never, I don't know. I just never really liked this movie very much. No, I totally agree, dude. Like, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> right, me, me either. And I mean, I will give it like two stars for the kills, you know? Yeah, that's what I would say. Like two stars just because of the kills. Yeah, two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe I'll you know, rewatch it and like it a lot more, but I, I don't know. I've, I've already, you know, I've already seen enough times to kind of know that I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Particularly because, and a part of the reason I never watch it is because you go from four, which is one of my favorites, to six, which probably is my favorite. Right. So I get excited. I'm like, why do I want to sit here and watch this piece of shit movie when I could jump forward and watch six, you know? Right. Because, <laughs> hey, yeah, we get part, part six, Jason Lives, directed right. by Tom McLaughlin. McGlau- um, <laughs> I say that word. Um, yeah, right. Read by Tom McLaughlin as well. And, of course, he's a. I know he sounds like McGarris and stuff. And, yeah, I've listened to interviews with him. And, um,. He's not really done like a whole lot, but um, mostly television, mostly television stuff. He did like sometimes they come back. Okay. He had stuff for Freddy's Nightmares, Mingus' Stories, Friday Thirteenth the series. Not a lot of movies though, but um, uh, you know, like yeah, we get Tommy Jarvis comes back in this movie, and um, he's released from the from the from the hospital that he was in. And this movie really just gets right into it. I mean, he he and his buddy, she was also re- released from the, the mental institution. They go and they, he want like Tommy wants to make sure that Jason is dead, I guess. Yeah. Like, and like really kill him. Like he wants to burn the body, like make sure he can't come back or whatever. He has this like paranoia. And inadvertently by doing that, he brings Jason back to life. Yes, he does. <laughs> and I, I love this whole the, the way this movie opens is amazing with the fucking it's very gothic like you know it feels like you're back to Frankenstein or something with like the cemetery right it's like a storm you know what I mean yep and they put the he shoves the thing into Jason and it becomes like a lightning rod and like reanimates Jason basically yeah which again makes sense he's already a deadite you know yep and um Jason comes back to life and it's amazing. Like I love, I love zombie Jason. It's my favorite. Fuck yes. My favorite Jason. And uh, yep. he is brutal as fuck in this movie. And uh, yeah, he is. you got kind of, you got a really good, another, you know, the final girl in this movie is real good too. Who's yep. working with Tommy. And you got the plot line of the, the, the camp opening again, but this time it's like little kids. Yeah, and uh, there's that, and the kids are actually in the camp, which is amazing. And uh, it's funny because Jason does not kill the kids, he, so nope. which makes sense. I mean, I don't feel like Jason would kill kids, right? He's he's killing the teenagers. Yep. 
<laughs> exactly. And, and of course, like the, the sheriff doesn't believe him and just thinks that Tommy Jarvis is crazy and he actually thinks that Tommy Jarvis is killing everybody. But, uh, you know, you get some brutal murders. Hell yeah, you do. I love the whole part where the, they're like the, the, the RV stuff where they're like, they're like um, trying to drive away and then Jason's actually in the thing and like, like fucking kills the girl like in the shitter and then kills the other guy, you know? Oh yeah, that's fucking great. Then the RV flips over and then Jason just kind of busts out, you know? <laughs> and they're playing uh, Man Behind the Mask. Yeah. I think in that one, they're playing um, Teenage Frankenstein, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But Man Behind the Mask, he, he's back. Yep. And yeah, the Alice Cooper song, which I love, um, yep. is from the song, movie as well. And I don't know, I just love this movie. It's so fun. And like, oh, fuck yeah, it is. Kind of, you know, I like that it just takes the next step and it's a little silly and kind of fun. But that's what you go for. For Jason's that, Jason's not supposed to be scary, not really scary to me. Like, Jason's like kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this movie just kind of really like runs with that. And I love that you really just go the extra mile of like kind of making a little bit more traditional horror as well, where Jason's like a zombie and it's got these kind of gothic horror elements to it and stuff. I just really, yeah, this movie is like definitely, definitely probably my favorite out of all the whole series, you know? Right. What are your thoughts? Um, First of all, I totally agree with pretty much everything you said. I do love like also when the kids are under the bunks, they're like, are we gonna die? No. And he looks at his friend. He's like, "So, what do you want to be when you grow up and hear everybody screaming out there?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but I also love, like, you know, when the sheriff goes into the one cabin and how fucking bloody it is. Like, you see the body parts and the blood splayed all over the walls. Oh yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that part's crazy. Like, opens up right. like, covered in blood. Yeah. And even the way he kills Jason at the end, you know, when they're fighting in the lake. It's like he doesn't even really kill him. He just... Uh, right, he just puts him down there. Yeah, he's really just trapping Jason with, like, the the rock and everything, you know? Right. The, uh, so, I mean, between that, the kills, Jason's just badass. And I like Tommy Jarvis in this one a lot. Like, that's almost what I picture him becoming more than what he did in you know bullshit five exactly that's why i feel like this movie i feel like four goes right into five six like pretty perfectly fine you pretty pretty much almost just ignore the whole him being in an institution thing you know what i mean right or it could just be part of the backstory for this movie like but it feels more like what you'd imagine tiny jarvis from the first movie being like you know what i mean yep the um yeah, the only the only downside to this one is the fact that a lot of the kills are edited. Right. Even in the R reading one where, you know, like it's not as brutal as it could have been. Sometimes it's a little annoying because they cut away like like right like like sometimes right when the thing's about to hit and you know what I mean? Right. That's the that's the only downside to this 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 movie, but I mean that's that's not that big of a deal, you know. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I just wish that we could have the unrated like version of the movie, you know? Yeah. Same thing with, with Seven. Oh, fuck, yes. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, dude, it's a great movie. Yeah. 
what would your what would your rating be for this one? Four and a half out of five. Yeah, me too. Nice. Yeah, that's why this one and four are pretty much like right next to each other. Right. Like, yeah, really strong. And then just the next movie, which came out in nineteen eighty eight, part seven, The New Blood. Um, which uh is basically I always call it like Carrie versus Jason. Right. And um yeah, we have uh Kane Hodder coming Jason for the first time. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's cool how he got the role too. How how did he get the role? He was a stuntman for six. Oh really? And he also he was a stuntman for six and he also did part four just doing like he was like kind of like the stuff not like he didn't do a lot of stuff, but he's more like just there helping a lot. So they finally was like, Do you just want to be Jason in the next one? He's like, Yeah. Because I have a great way that I want to play Jason. So yeah, the way Kane Hodder plays Jason, I mean, it kind of builds on what they started with six, but he's right. like very like methodic. He has this kind of methodical way of playing Jason, where he's just like the way he walks and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just really works really well. Gives him that emotion. Yeah, again, it gives this kind of like this kind of purposeful, purposeful like propellant motion for him. You know what I mean? Right. Which I really like. Um, yeah, this movie has Lar Park Lincoln as Tina, who's like the main character, and she's basically uh telepath or I guess telekinesis. So yeah. Like yep. she like she gets upset, like things happen, like which happened when she was a kid, she accidentally killed her dad. Right. He was an alcoholic and beating beating their mom and stuff. She feels guilt about. But um yeah, so that's where we start. Then we go forward into the future and and um i guess they live on cap crystal lake apparently you know apparently they almost look like the same house as tommy jarvis lived in in a way but right not quite but yeah i mean they must be living i mean they got to be in the same neighborhood i guess i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> although if you notice crystal lake changes every single movie so <laughs> right i feel like <laughs> This one kind of looks like the one from the last movie a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Then the next movie, it doesn't look anything like it did. No. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so then um, there's like that doctor guy who's like trying to use her basically to. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. I hate him. Oh, fuck yeah. There's like some kids renting a house across the way again and they're having a party for their their, their friend who's or their cousin you know this guy i don't know whatever like whose birthday it's supposed to be so yeah all going up there ran a house for this guy's birthday so that's going on so you got a lot of stuff going on and basically you know uh tina acts or tina accidentally brings jason back to life yeah. and frees him and then uh Mayhem ensues, and it's my favorite Jason design. Your favorite, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably the best Jason design. And um, and uh, yeah, this is my third favorite. I think this is this is this is pretty. This is up there for you, isn't it? This is my first favorite. Yeah, that's your favorite. This is your favorite probably, yeah. probably movie. Yeah. Um, why what? Why is this one your favorite? Uh, as a kid, when I first saw it and the way I saw Jason look, it blew my damn mind. 
Because yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, he's all tattered, torn. You see the spinal cord, the muscles, all that. And then I thought Tina was the coolest. Like, Jason had to fight somebody that had powers. Right. And then even, like, when his mask gets ripped off, you're like, fuck. They made him a zombie, like, mummified. Yeah, his face looks really creepy in the movie. Right. It's just everything about it. My, like, probably 10, 11-year-old self is just like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I feel like this is the this one. The Jason from six and seven is my idea of Jason as well from being a kid. Yeah, I think that's because I kind of remember. I feel like I remember seeing these ones on TV. You know, like at least parts of them. Like I said earlier, right. so I feel like that's what imprinted on my mind of what Jason should look like as Jason in these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, of course, like, yeah, I mean, this was this was the, the current form of Jason, like, growing up in the early 90s as well. Oh, yeah, made, dude. You know, and posters and action figures or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. there was. Right. And I definitely wish I could see the unrated version of those movies. Definitely. Because, again, yeah, I mean, I, there's on the doc, I've seen documentary where they show, like, the, the footage, at least. Right. You're like, man, just put. Try to put that footage back in the movie, you know? Yep. At least the footage of things that seems to exist for this movie. I don't think it does for the sixth one. Right. I would just, yeah, I'd love, them, I'd love it if they could find a way to do the unrated version of six and seven. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And the kills in this one are fucking great. Yeah, they're brutal. And I you think... the sleeping bag. Yes, there's a sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. <clears throat> and, um... Yeah, the sleeping bag's probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's the best fucking kill, in my opinion, in all of the movies. Yeah, you just, like, fucking... <laughs> so funny. Drags around, whacks around the damn tree. In the unrated, like, the extended version, he does it for, like, a minute, like, over right. and over, and it's so brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty great. I like oh, yeah. I like this one too, and and I think it's the thing I like about six, but this one in particular is it kind of captures like they're out in the woods somewhere, real good, you know. Like it almost looks like you're up in the mountains in Colorado or something in a way. You know yeah, I mean? it does. And um, for sure, yeah, like it's just a it's just a good movie. Yeah, and then when Jason uh kills the rich bitch. Yeah, that's great. You're like, yeah, 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 get him, get her. Yeah, like fucking kill her. She's a bitch. Yeah. He's a like you're almost kind of happy they both survive at the end. Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, you kind of you the the guy you like a lot in this one. Yeah. You know, they did you know, and some of the other kids are like the one girl's like a bitch, but the other ones aren't that bad really. Right. And they're all kind of, you know, they're again, they're, they're a bit more menor- memorable. Yeah. Like, you know, six was like a completely different type of format where you did have the girls at the the camp, but it's mostly just about Tommy and um and the one girl, the other, you know, yeah. like the 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 sheriff's daughter. But right, you know, you had a few other characters like are kind of memorable, but. Yeah, this one kind of goes back to the format of, of four in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, and like the other yeah, guy, the, yeah, the main guy is is 
seems nice and you're happy right. there in, in Tina. Yeah, I felt sorry for the shy girl that gets killed. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, she didn't break any of the rules in a horror movie. <laughs> no, she just got killed. Just got killed. Didn't matter to Jason. Nope. And of course, you know, the movie ends with Jason being trapped back in the lake again. Yep. Um, which I, I don't quite understand that that ending where her dad pulls comes up. It didn't make any sense. No, it makes absolutely no sense. She somehow like summoned her dad from the from the dead or something. I I, I, that's what I always wondered. Yeah, I was kind of confused about that. But you know, it's cool seeing like the whole battle with her and Jason as well, where she's trying to use her her telekinesis telekinesis powers and all that kind of stuff. Right. It is basically Jason versus Carrie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, Carrie's a... I feel bad for her too. That part where her mom dies is so horrible because it's the doctor's fault. Yeah. He literally grabs the mom, puts her in front of him so Jason kills her and and then he runs away. Yeah. So fucked up. Oh, hell yeah, it is. The doctor's such an asshole. Yep. Hate him. Yeah, so uh, what's your what's your what's what's your uh your rating for this one? I'm biased five out of five. <laughs> yeah. I think mine's you know, four point five. Nice. The other ones. And so yeah, I mean this one, six and four, they're all my favorites. You know? Right. They're four point fives to five, you know. Yep. Really. Agreed, dude. So and now nineteen eighty nine, one year later. Woo-hoo. Good Friday the thirteenth, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan, kind of. <laughs> this one I did watch because I've had multiple people tell me that I need to rewatch it. They're like, "Oh, it's good, man. I like it." I'm like, "Okay, uh, yeah. I don't. I disagree." But um, <laughs> I think I think people like it because it's silly. But I always say that this movie. So you can I can accept like a lot of silliness in these movies, right? But there there is that point of straining that that goodwill. You know what I mean? Yes. This movie oh, crosses that with having a fucking cruise liner. That's right. <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake, which suddenly looks like the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> and then somehow we're expected. Somehow they managed to go from. Camp Crystal Lake that looks like the Pacific Northwest, right? To New York, right? Which also makes me laugh because if you think about Camp Crystal Lake's in New Jersey, yeah, but Camp Crystal, you need to be on a cruise ship to get to New York from New Jersey. Exactly. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Why would there be a cruise ship on Camp Crystal Lake? Right. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense at all. Oh. It's not like it's fucking the Great Lakes or something. Right. <laughs> I just go and, to fucking Hudson River. <laughs> every other movie, it's also like a lake that you could see all the way across. It's, right. It's a, you know, like, I just can't, I can't imagine that there's big enough of a river that you would go up a river in a cruise ship, right? <laughs> right. And then the way that they 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 are in the, it's like they're on the ocean. Yep. So I, I, how does that? Yeah. It makes uh, like... it's <laughs> too, <laughs> it makes no sense. It's too much at all, <laughs> right? So you're asking, your head, you're asking me to accept this just to watch the movie. So you kind of have to just go, okay, 
Okay, whatever. Okay, they're on a cruise ship for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> like, don't know why, but they are. <laughs> and um Right. And then the whole way that Jason gets brought back to life at the beginning is like somehow like an electricity line just attached him and it like shocks him awake or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dumb. Right. Uh, Jason comes yeah, so so most of the movie is Jason killing people on a cruise liner. Yeah, that is somehow magically transporting in some type of aether from Crystal Lake to New York. <laughs> yeah. Some type of imaginary, uh, imaginary place, you know. Right. And now we have a bunch of teenagers, and you know, and they slowly get killed on the on on it, and the captain gets killed, and it's just really stupid. Right. Like they literally like when they're take taking off in the boat, it looks like they're on the coast in like Maine or something. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't it doesn't look like Camp Crystal Lake at all. No. It's Not at all. So dumb. <laughs> it's really hard for me to get past that. <laughs> oh, I agree, dude. But yeah, assuming you can get past that, which apparently some people can, then yeah, you got him killing people on the on the on a on a boat. And then um and then we got the uh, the whole yeah, I mean then finally they get to Manhattan, which is primarily Vancouver, I believe. Right. I believe it was filmed in Vancouver, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Um Yeah, somewhere like that. I don't remember. Um The uh yeah, whatever. They're filming it's filmed in Canada though. I forget where. Right. Either Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah, one of those places. So most of the movie uh, he's in Manhattan, he's actually just they're just like in some alleyways in Canada, which you can kind of tell because it doesn't look like New York at all. And then you have the like about five minutes of the movie that's actually shot in New York where he walks down Times Square. Which is probably the best part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, when I met Kane Hodder and I watched him at his uh, panel. When yeah. just, you know him and Bill Mosley and that lady. Yeah. But uh, he talked about they went down at like at two o'clock in the morning to film that scene. Yeah. And there's some people just walking the streets like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and that was like, you know, the 80s in New York. <laughs> I was like, 80s and it was New still York. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Times Square, you know, like yeah. uh, it's still pretty rough in that time of year, that in that that era, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's definitely the best part of the movie is Jason walking through there, and I mean it's kind of goofy when he scares the scares the punks, like showing them. Right. It's kind of goofy, but but regardless, you know, it's cool to see Jason walk through Times Square at least, you know. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if I think maybe I don't know if any of the subway stuff was filmed in New York at all, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Kind of like subway. Some of the subway scenes kind of look like they're New York, but it's hard to say. Right. Yeah. And they uh, they managed to, uh, for some reason, they get in the sewer and then they're wanting to sewer and they're like, oh, there's going to be toxic waste. Yeah. Again, doesn't make any sense. I don't think no. they don't think they shoot toxic waste through the sewers. Right. But in this movie, so they do. Easy too. And then, uh, then, yeah, Jason gets dissolved in toxic waste. Yeah. It's like, what? It's dumb as fuck. Yes, it is. Not seeing that movie. 
No, the only, <laughs> the only kill I like in that movie is when he punches the dude's head off. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so funny. Right. Whether or not, no, that movie's yeah. Don't like this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a one and a half or two of star movie for me, I guess. Oh, oh damn! You're giving it better than me. I was gonna give it a one. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a half star. I'll give it one and a half because because they walked through New York for a minute. Right. It's not a good movie. I mean, I I can appreciate that some some people I know like seem to enjoy it, but I don't. Yeah. I. It's hard to say which one is the. I guess with our our our. I mean, we didn't. I don't even think we rated five. I think we forgot to rate five. Oh well, shit zero. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're kind of they're kind of equal, right? Like maybe one star each. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Which one is worse though? I think five is worse because it's not even Jason. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason. That's that's really why you give this movie a few step points is because you got got Kane Hodder as Jason. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna give it two stars, and that's only for Kane Hodder. I think I'll give it. But you know what? Because of Kane Hodder, I'll give you. I'll give you two. Yeah, yeah. you get two stars because. Kane Hodder because that's literally the only saving grace of, the, of this yeah. movie. <laughs> funny, funny thing though, cool trivia. When he's in the, when he's in the cafe, uh huh. When he throws the uh, guy that's behind the counter, yeah, that's the guy that plays Jason in Friday First Jason. Oh really? Yep. That's funny. That's funny there because he he was um, Kane Hodder's stunt double for the Jason. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, I just. Just, it's the only downside of Jason versus yeah, we'll get there, but um Yeah, so yeah, I two stars for Kane Hodder, that's it. Movie doesn't deserve anything for any of it. And then you know <laughs> I don't like it very much personally. I mean it's too bad because right. it's like Kane Hodder's like probably one of the best Jasons, like the way he portrays Jason, but he, he really has only got one good movie. Yeah. But um yeah, now we get uh, what year? Um, yeah, four years later, in nineteen ninety three, we get Jason goes to hell. Yep. Which um, I had only seen like one other time. I before watching it again for this, so I didn't really right. remember it at all. I mean, the. Box art, of course, I remember it's very, very striking. It always oh, see yeah. every time you go to the to the movie, you know. Definitely saw it yep. back in the day, but I hadn't seen it since then. So I started having memories of or not memories, but you know, like flashbacks, you're like, oh okay, this is I remember this like from when I was a kid, you know. Yep. Um, but um yeah. The this movie the interesting thing is that um the, one of the main characters, the Steven guy in the movie, I yep. guess was originally supposed to be Tommy Jarvis. Oh, okay. For some reason, they, for some reason, because you know how this movie was made under a different studio than the other ones? Like, there's some rights issues, you know? So it's a new line. Yep. Yeah, so they didn't have rights for character. They only had rights for Jason. Okay. They didn't have rights, so they couldn't use, like, uh, Tommy Jarvis and those characters. But originally, the the Steven guy is supposed to be Tommy Jarvis, which makes a lot more sense. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Tommy Jarvis, you know. Um but yeah, so the 
this movie um, be very opening of the movie. They kill Jason. Yep. Uh, the FBI or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, the FBI. Yeah, they do like. I love that part with like the the. F, the lady who's like being, you know, pretending, you know, she drives to the house and then gets stalked. And then, because I didn't remember that at all, I was actually kind of like surprised when all of a sudden she runs in the forest and all the lights turn on. I was like, what the fuck's right. going on? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, they, they take him down. And then, um, and then when they're doing it, they blow him up and all this shit. And then they take his body back and then they are doing autopsy on him and, it's so funny because the guy all of a sudden just starts eating his heart. Yep. And that's when you realize that there's some type of like evil thing inside of Jason. Yeah. Who wants to get reborn, I guess, right? Yeah. And for some reason, to get reborn, he has to. Um. He has to uh, do something with the body of like a woman in his in his family line, right? Yeah, Voorhees. Yep. Yeah, or somebody. Yeah, in his, in his, in his, he's related to. Yep. So, and all this makes a lot of sense when you realize that he's definitely supposed to be a deadite in this movie. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. The way he, the way the the way he is in this movie is definitely a lot more cunning than he is in the other movies. Yep. Um, because he like body swaps to try to get closer to her. You know. Right. And all this stuff, and um, because I guess so, we're introduced to is it, is it like what is like like I forget the what's that the the lady she's how is she related to, to him I forget. Um, I think that's like his shit because she's related to the isn't she like the niece or something? <sighs> Let me see. Our only real living relatives of Jason are his half sister Diana. That's right. So it's her ha- his half sister and her daughter Jessica, and Stephanie, the infant daughter of Jessica and Stephen. Okay. There's also the bounty hunter Creighton Duke as well. Somehow yes. he somehow he figures out that only members of Jason's bloodline can permanently kill him. Yeah. And he will return to his original near invincible state if he possesses a family member. The uh, that part where in as the FBI guy, he murders those kids. Having sex is pretty brutal. Oh hell yeah! Uh, that's a really cool kill. He like shoves it forward and rips his fucking rips the guy in half and like splatters her with blood and everything. That's so brutal. Yeah, that's it. The unrated version. So yeah, I watched the unrated one. Oh hell, that's the only way to watch that. Yeah, I was like, why would I watch it? Why would I watch the unrated version? <laughs> yep. Pointless. So yeah, so so that's what's going on. He's trying to hunt down. Um, doesn't he? He kill Diana. I forget. Diana gets killed. Yeah, because it's when he takes over the sheriff's body. Yeah, it goes there. Stephen defends her. Diana's killed. Jason escapes, and then Stephen is blamed for her for her murder and arrested. And Duke uh, provides him with information about Jason and all that stuff. And then he escapes. Yes, Stephen guy escapes from jail and tries to go to Voorhees house to discover evidence um, to try to convince Jessica for tied to Jason. And that's where we see him finding the uh, 
the Necronomicon yep. is there in that in that room. But they don't put a big lantern on because they didn't have the rights to Evil Dead either. Right. So they just have like a replica of the Necronomicon that he looks through. <laughs> Which is a you know clever. I think the original script was supposed to have a scene that shows um, Pamela War. He's bringing Jason back from like back with the Necronomicon. Right. That they had to cut because they didn't have the rights. Um. Yeah, so then uh, all this stuff goes on, and um, I, you know, it's kind of confusing a little bit here and there what's going on. But eventually, uh, you know, they're trying to take down Jason's trying to inhabits this TV producer guy that's dating Jessica just to get close to her, basically for the for the story. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah, but in the end. They succeed and send Jason Bell. Although he does possess the body of Diana. So he yeah. does come back as the immortal Jason. And then they have to use this dagger thing to kill him. Um, which, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool battle scene at the end. Oh, yeah. When I met Ken Howard, I got to talk to him personally. I was like, you know, how do you feel about Jason? He goes, out, he goes, you know, it's actually a cool story. I just like the fact that I wasn't Jason long enough in the movie. Yeah, because he's only Jason for the first five minutes and for the last five minutes, basically. Yeah, he's still only filmed like two days. Yeah, it's, not, it's too bad, but I do think that, um, I, I mean, it, the plot's a little confusing, but I I, right. I I like it, though. I think it's 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 fun. It's definitely from that early 90s era of horror that, that I have a soft spot for because that's what we grew up with, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, definitely like that kind of 90s look to it as well. Um, a lot of really brutal effects. Like, I really love the the mag the, the slug thing that comes out of the body. Yeah, they cut the head off of the one guy, and the, and the slug thing that's inhabiting Jason comes out, you know. Yeah, I do really, I kind of like this idea that there's some type of weird, like, evil inhabiting Jason, you know what I mean? That's like keeping him like immortal, you know, right. Uh, that's like going from body to body, basically. Yeah. Oh, it kind of it's pretty brutal. Like it's coming out of their mouth. It's all nasty looking. Oh yeah, dude. So gross. Um, but oh, I I like this movie overall. I think it's fun. Oh, it is, dude. And it has like one of the most iconic endings. Yeah, because the end you see Jason's mask and then Freddy's glove, and Kane Hodder played Freddy's glove. Yep. Comes out and grabs it. I don't, did they have Robert England do the voice too? No. Yeah, it was somebody else, right? Yeah. Impersonating Robert England. But, um, yeah, because he just, I guess he wasn't available when they did it. Yeah. I don't know who's, I don't know who's impersonating him, but, that, or his laugh, I guess. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think this movie's a lot of fun, I feel like. And, um, and it holds up. I like, I like it. Oh yeah, dude. What For sure. Think, what do you think about this movie? And uh, my favorite kill is the is the people having sex in the yep the tent. I just think that's the most brutal one. Oh, I agree. Oh yeah, what do you? That's think my about favorite it? kill in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you saw this in the theater, so I bet you have a soft spot for this one too. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, as we were seeing it too, like I didn't go in like I wasn't scared of it. Nothing. I just was like, "There's Jason." Yeah. So cool. 
And I'm like, why am I not seeing more of Jason? Yeah. Did, did you get the plot when you were a kid? Because I feel like the plot's a little hard to follow. Oh, hell no, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. I just was like, where's Jason? <laughs> but I mean, I love the movie. It's just, yeah, the plot to me as a kid, I didn't understand. Then at the end, I saw Freddy Flava. I about pissed my pants. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're like so excited when you saw that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I was like, we're going to get Freddy versus Jason. Unfortunately, you had to wait 10 years for that. That's right. <laughs> The uh, yeah, I feel like the plot could have a little been a little bit more clear, maybe, right? Um, and that would have been a lot better if the Steven character was Tommy Jarvis because he feels like a dime store Tommy Tommy Jarvis. Like he feels like a replacement for Tommy Jarvis, kind of, you know? Right. That would have been really cool if it was him. Yeah, would have. It would have been, yeah, it would have been, yeah, been cool. Like, but uh, you know, it's uh. I think it's a good movie overall. Oh yeah, I agree. I'd um I'd probably give it I don't know three point five. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, three point five to four. Yeah, because it's not the issue. Yeah, because it is it is real hard to follow, you know. But it's it's fun at the same time, so it's kind of like a little tricky to figure out the rating. But yeah, three point five or four. Honestly. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it again. Like I haven't seen it in a long time. Rewatching it this time, I was like, you know, like I'm definitely gonna be watching this a lot, lot more, you know. Right. But yeah, ten years later. Yep. Um, and uh, there was also Jason X in between, but we're not talking about that today <laughs> because uh, I've never seen it and I don't own it, and um, I kind of barely consider it part of the series personally. Yeah, I agree. Uh. And so, yeah, so we get Friday vs. Jason, 2003, directed by Ronnie Yu. And uh, it's a crossover, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Fred, Fred and Jason. And, um, yeah, like you said, ever since that glove at the end of the first movie, of, that, of the last movie, everybody's been waiting for it, you know? Yeah, it was And it took them a really long time and a lot of people to writing, oh. writing stuff for it. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> Like that, the production history for this movie is is really convoluted. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you had a lot of different people, right? And I forget all the. Oh yeah, there's so many people. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that's too much to go over with that stuff. Uh, yeah, right. But um, <laughs> the uh, the movie that we got, they did change it, so it's not Jason. It's not. It's not. Um. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, it's not Kane Hodder anymore playing no. Jason, which is kind of a downside. But you know, it's so stupid that they didn't choose him either. Yeah, it's only because uh, is it Kenny Wu? What's his name again? Ronnie, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie. You, yeah, he wanted like Jason to be like taller, I guess. Yeah, and Kane Hodder's like I'm taller than that guy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand it. No, I didn't either. Like they're making it, it, it really should have just said Kane Hodder be Jason for this movie. Yeah, like, stupid, but uh, yeah. So, but we did have Robert England reprise his role as Freddy. Yep. Basic concept for the movie is that Freddy is um the the people in uh, what's the town that I forget the town that Nightmare on Elm Street set. What was it? Springwood. Yeah, Springwood. 
they managed to find a way to kind of keep Freddy contained by, uh, you know, the kids who haven't have experienced him. They give them hypnosil. Yeah. And they keep them locked away. Which is from part three of Nightmare on Street. Yep. This is a reference of they, they're kept in that same place from from part three. Oh. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, so then they like expunged his memory from the town basically to try to, so no one knew who he is. So yep. Freddy's, Freddy's come up with this. He can't really kill anybody because there's not enough power from fear. So he's come up with this, this, this scheme that if he gets Jason to kind of wake up and come back, then he can use Jason to do some murdering. So then people in Springwood would think that it's Freddy and then they'll be afraid of him again. So then he could start invading people's nightmares. Yeah. That's what he does. He like takes the form of Jason's mother and uh, tries to, yeah, tries to manipulate Jason basically. Yep. But, uh, and this, you know, this this is what goes on. And then we have the, the final girl lady and, and, uh, and the, Always, you know, whatever, and then um, the uh, in your cast of teens, right? Yep. Um, and uh, but Jason, once started, can't stop. He just keeps killing, and Freddy's getting mad because Jason's killing the kids that he wants to kill. Yep. So it's kind of screwing Freddy's plan, you know. So then Freddy's trying to take Jason down, and. So we get the showdown. Oh yeah, we do. And um, yeah, and um, oh, what's the main girl's name? Uh, uh, Monica. Yeah, Monica Kina is Lori. It's kind of the main character, right? Jason yeah. Ritter's Will. They're like the main. Yeah. They're the main final, final girl and final guy. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen either one of them in anything else except for these movies. Nah, I mean, I've seen Jason Ritter in a couple things. But... Looks like the. I can't remember what they are. Yeah, looks like looks like Monica Kina has been in more TV than anything. Right. She she looks like um, she looks a lot like uh, what uh, what's her name um. She was in, like just married with Aston Kutcher. Oh, um, Brittany, um, the, she, the chick who died. Yeah, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Don't you think that this 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 girl looks like Brittany Murphy, kind of? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, and then you got the fucking one guy who's like a ripoff of of Jay from Jansen oh, Bob. Like, doesn't then he like just like a straight up ripoff of that guy? Well, totally. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever watch that documentary I don't think I think I actually have it on my box set but Jason Mewes shows up in it and he's like wait how was it in this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they got they got his like lookalike in the movie yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> I'm like I'm like why did they do that right why didn't they just get Jason Mewes to do it exactly they should have done but um yeah uh definitely early 2000s very much like this is like in that 
middle ground between the, the stupid I know you did last summer movies and then like uh the real brutal, you know, rise and, and brutal horror again. Yeah. I feel like this movie kind of falls like firmly in between those two camps. Oh yeah, dude. Because it's definitely like got that um a little because the thing is this movie and much like the the Friday Thirteenth remake that came out like what right after this right like yeah yeah like six years later two thousand nine these movies are a lot sleazier than the like I know what you did last summer movies you know right There's a lot more like nudity and like just like you know all that kind of stuff than on those movies you know what I mean no. Stuff like Scream and I know you did last summer are pretty like uh, tame in a lot of ways, you know. They're, de- they're like PG thirteen movies in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas this movie is definitely pretty pretty hard R, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a great movie. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Oh hell yeah! I had a blast seeing it in theaters. Yeah. The um yeah, what are your thoughts about this one? Uh, you know. Because of all the hype in my head from just the years of it building and building, I was just happy to see it. And then when I saw it, I was like, it was fun, but I was like, I wanted more out of it, I guess. Like, I wanted more of like a, I don't know, like Freddie and Jason maybe fight in hell a bit and stuff like that. Yeah. But all in all, dude, I mean, it's a fun movie. I mean, the kills are fun, especially. The one where he folds a guy in the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know. And that guy's an asshole too. He deserved it. Right. And then I, I do like the end, you know, and she's like, welcome to my role, bitch. And takes his head off. Right. And Jason just comes and falls in the lake. Like, yeah, I did my job. <laughs> I, uh, I'm done. I like how how Jason becomes kind of the good guy in a weird way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of funny. That is funny, dude. But all in all, like, like I said, dude, when I saw it in theaters, I had a blast. I mean, I saw like two times. Yeah, I saw two times in theaters. I saw the few different friends I wanted to go at different times. I love the makeup for Freddy in this movie. Oh, dude. In a fucking heartbeat. It looks really good. It's probably some of the best Freddy makeup ever. Right. I think that's the thing. Like, this makes you wish that there had been more Freddy movies in this time. Yeah, all do easily. Like seeing Robert England play Freddy, you know, in early, you know, in this movie, you're just like, man, it would have been so cool if we had more, more of him as Freddy in this time period, like with the better, a little bit better, you know, effects and stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. That's kind of the bummer. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's pretty. It's a. It's an entertaining movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's an entertaining movie. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I do have kind of a a, weird, a nostalgia for that time period because you know it's like as a teenager and everything, and you know you come out of age and in the early two thousand era. You know what I mean? Right. So it kind of brings you right back to that that time period. You know? Oh yeah, dude. Like I, mean, I just was twenty one and brought me back. And I saw. I think I was thinking about the first time I ever saw. You know that scene at the end of Jason Go Hell ten years before. Them. I'm like, I remember going out and fucking. Screaming out loud with the you know, yeah. So to finally go see these two are my two favorite '80s horror, you know. It holds a soft spot in my heart just for that alone. Yeah, yeah. And you get some, some pretty good fighting between them, and there's a lot of blood. And when they're when they're trying to kill each other, it's like yeah, there is. 
There's a lot of blood in that part. It yeah. would have been cool to see the original ending, though. What what original ending? Where Penhead's in it. Oh right, that would have been that would have been funny. Like all of a sudden, now it's like Hellraiser. Yeah, because like he's like, I've been waiting for you to. Uh, the uh, I I would like that or, or if we could have actually brought it in line with the Evil Dead and Ash shows up. Yep, that'd be cool too. Did you ever read the comic? No, I never read the comic. It was good. Was it like a Freddy vs. Jason comic? Yeah, there's Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Oh, okay, I never read that. No, I... Yeah, it was good. I'll have to see if there's a uh, paper trade of that. Right. Yeah, I would say that this movie, I'm going to give it like a 3.5. Yeah, I, that's what I would say, 3.5. It's not... It's not, it's not great, but it's it's a fun movie to watch and and it's enjoy you know it's enjoyable. Yep. You know, I enjoyed rewatching it because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Oh yeah. Dude. And even though I haven't watched it in a little bit, I mean, what do you, what was your thoughts of that of that kind of reboot from two thousand nine? You know, it's been a while since I've watched it, but honestly, like when I first saw it, I didn't like it much, but I think because I just I wanted my Jason that I grew up with. Yeah. But then, like, after seeing it again when it came in my original set I had, I was like, I'll watch it again. And I was like, you know what? It really isn't a bad movie. Like, the kills are brutal. The sex scenes are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Your tits are amazing or whatever it was. (laughs) Right. You know? And... You know, I don't care that he runs because people forget Jason used to run in the in part two. Yeah, it's fine. Part three. I know one one guy I was talking to like, kind of liked that Jason ran in it because he's like, "Oh, now fucking Jason's running; he's gonna get even faster." You know, right? Yeah, I mean, but, uh, I would definitely definitely the unrated version is the way to go of this one too. Oh, dude, for sure. The kills are brutal as fuck in this movie. Yeah, they are. I do feel like it goes pretty hand in hand with Freddy vs. Jason with the, with the brutality of the kills and stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I've seen it a few times. I haven't seen it in a little while, but from my memory, I like the movie quite a bit, actually. So. Right. Because, uh, you know, you're getting, from to me, it's like you're getting what you want out of, I mean, you know, you got Jason and he's killing some kids and there's some sex scenes and you know, it's kind of, you know, the kids are, are just annoying enough. You don't care that they, that they get killed. There's a couple couple of them you kind of like, you know. Right. It's, you know, it does what it does what it needs to do to be a Jason movie, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah, dude. And yeah, they, like the effects are really good in it. Oh, for sure. That- no, I mean, it's a fun movie. You know, I mean, like I said, it's been probably two or three years since I've watched it, but. Yeah, it's been been a little bit longer for me. I need to need to buy a copy of it and rewatch and watch it again. Right. Yeah, I think last time I watched it was yeah, actually. So it's been like three years. So I watched it during the pandemic because it's when I got the box set. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got the 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 screen box box set, the big one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I think again, I'd probably get it like three or three and a half. Yeah, I would too. Is that be watchable? You know, yeah. it's, it's fun. And of course, we got a, 
Isn't is uh, the the Crystal Lake TV show supposed to be coming out this month, right? Uh, I think it got pushed back. Got pushed back. I think it got pushed back. I haven't heard anything recent about it. I know it's supposed to start soon. It's on Peacock, right? Think so. Yeah, I think it got pushed back. Yeah, so that'll be the first new Friday Thirteenth thing. Yep. Since uh, since two thousand nine, which is crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, all that shit went to the cores and it was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a real, real crazy, uh, crazy legal problems. And they did get that, that TV, that game there for a while. Yeah. That game, which I've heard it was a lot fun. of fun. It is a lot of fun, but dude, it got so repetitive after a while. Yeah, I never played, played the game. I actually knew, um, one of the guys who who like helped develop the game though. This oh nice. Guy, yeah, this guy I knew, but um yeah, never never played it. Yeah, I mean I bought it. It was fun and I did enjoy it, but after a while I was like, okay. I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of like just kind of repetitive, huh? Yeah. You're either a counselor or you're Jason hunting the people. I'm trying to see Crystal Lake. It's supposed to come out this year. Okay. Like. Um. Yeah, Brian Fuller. Is 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 uh. The the leader for it, you know, who did Hannibal and everything. Kevin Williamson Williamson was going to write an episode of the series. Nice. So. You know, and uh, uh, they say that Tom Savini might be working on it as well, which is cool. Okay, now they're saying twenty. Now they're saying twenty twenty four. So yeah, I got pushed back. Okay, so I thought it was supposed to come out in October, but I guess they pushed it back. So yeah, I think it originally was. Yeah. I think when I think when they announced the last year it was supposed to come out in October. Right. Yeah, so now it's supposed to come out next month, next year. So it'll be the first the first Friday thirteenth since two thousand nine. So hopefully we get uh get another reboot as well. Right. I feel like out of all the slashers, Friday thirteenth is one that you could reboot the easiest. Oh yeah. You know, because I mean it'd be cool if if um 'cause I mean um Kane Hodder, I mean, could still probably do it, you know. Yeah. If they wanted to bring him back, you know, because he does not really look that old. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. He looks like he's still doing pretty, pretty good. But you, you know, regardless, like I feel like Jason's a character that you could kind of like with Michael as well, where you you could bring him back a little bit easier with whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But at this point, you know, we got a Halloween stuff. Like, it'd be thing with Jason is that you the plots the plot of these movies is, is fairly simple. You just have to kind of create a good enough like kind of story around some people, right? That at least hold your interest, give you some people from the kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have them kill people. You know, very simple. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Where I'm gonna be honest. I don't see. I don't. I don't think think you could ever reboot Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? No, that's too hard. I mean, as much as I think 
Kevin Bacon would be cool as Freddy. It's still not Freddy. Yeah, just it's too Freddy's too much tied with Robert England, you know. Yep. It'd be really hard to reboot that with somebody else. Right. I mean, I know everybody's like, "Oh, Jason's Kane hotter," but you know, he is, but he isn't. Yeah, I mean, it is a thing. He played him the most, but but he only played him in three movies. Right. People act like he did every movie. Or did, was he in? Was he in ten? Yeah, he's in ten. Okay, so he, he did four it's movies. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's a good amount. That's more than anybody else played him. Right. But you got to think you also got two, three, four, sort of five and six that didn't. Yeah. Have, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's not. He's not necessary to it. Like he, you could, you know, and even you know, Freddy versus Jason and Jason the the Friday Thirteenth reboot. I mean, they've all done really good without Ken Hodders. I mean, it would be cool. Right. To, it, I mean, I'm, he could probably do it. But you don't necessarily need him to do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So that's the thing with Jason. You know? Yep. And um, yeah, so you know, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get a, a proper Jason movie. Yeah, dude. You know, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, um, what do you? What's some of your final thoughts about the Friday Thirteenth series and everything? So the funny thing is, Jason's my favorite horror character. Right. Once I got older, but to me, his movies are much weaker than the Freddy movies. And what I mean by that is, I love I love the Jason movies. I think they're fucking great. I mean, he's an icon. But I just like I say that I just feel like the Freddy series is tighter together, right? Than the Friday Thirteenth. But overall, Jason will always be my favorite character once I got older, right? Because I just was like, dude, he's just so fucking brutal. And he's not a jokester or anything like Freddy just fucking kills. That's it. He's a fucking machine. Right. <laughs> he's literally a killing machine. Yeah. And overall, I mean, the series as a whole, this is fun. Good, good time. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare is on Elm Street is going to always be my favorite slasher series you know right like like we got into you know last year like you know for me it's my fa- my favorite probably is the strongest i would say that the friday series is pretty much equally as strong in some ways maybe not quite as strong because i feel like uh same with friday with nightmare is that there's a little bit more inventiveness with everything that's going on you know what i mean right and has all the dream stuff and everything. So there's a there's a little bit more going on in those movies. These movies, but these movies are very strong in just the factor of, you know, kind of simple and you know lots of murders and you know each one's pretty, you know, at least different enough from each other that you can differentiate them. You know what I mean? Right. But it's definitely I you you could point out that Friday series really didn't really get fully fledged until the third movie. You know, like I said earlier. Yep. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. So it does give it a little bit of a uh, kind of haphazard quality, right? Like you feel like they're making up as they go along, kind of. And but I do feel like by the time they get to the third movie, they kind of started to figure out like a uh, the formula and the kind of real iconicness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean once once Jason gets the hockey mask and is like really Jason, you know, it's like yeah, you you feel like that's when they got it, you know. 
Right. That's when they created something that's going to live forever in the same way Michael Myers, Freddie is going to, you know? Yeah. Like I said at the beginning, I feel like, I feel like if there was only the first movie or even the first two, they would go down as like, as like important parts of the slasher genre, but they would be kind of on the same level as like, you know, April Fool's Day and, right. you know, those kind of movies, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, dude. Like prom night and yeah, uh, sleepaway camp, sleepaway camp, and whatever you know, all the all the the multitude of holiday horror, holiday yep. slashers, you know. No. Yep. So I think once you got to the third movie, then then they kind of elevated themselves above that. Where I think with Freddy and with it's one difference like with nightmare and with Halloween is those movies were iconic from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a little bit more of a focus, like concept going into like, if, if you only had nightmare on street one and Halloween one, those would still live on as these iconic, iconic things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. So that's the one difference between it's one of the differences, but, but when you get to like three, four, six and seven, that's, that's a really great, you know those those are pound for pound about as good as as a lot of the as any of the other series you know right but yeah definitely i feel like series wise halloween is the weakest series but oh dude agreed but with one of the strongest movies <laughs> yep yep yeah i i think the problem you know which next year we're going to do the halloween series and we'll right. get to it then but i think they had the problem of how great the first movie was None of the other ones are ever going to live up to that, you know. That that's yeah. part of the problem of Halloween, you know. And probably the the benefit of Friday Thirteenth is that they could kind of figure it out, and that's why the 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 middle part of the series is the strongest part, you know. Right. But you know, even Nightmare. I mean, your favorite Nightmare is Nightmare Four. So yeah. you think about like Friday Four and Nightmare Four are both like really great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Both these series managed to keep good for longer, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Like, but um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's you know iconic. It's classic. It's fun to watch. I don't watch these. I mean, I don't watch Friday. I actually don't watch Friday as much as Nightmare. Yeah, I don't either. I definitely probably more keen. I, I watch. I rewatch the Nightmare series a lot more. Right. Like I, I'll watch the Friday series maybe once every I don't know five years or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Nightmare, I might watch it every couple of years. The whole series, right? And I probably watch the first movie more often. You know? Oh yeah. So, but and obviously like Halloween, I watch almost every year. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think I think it's a great great series, though. Oh yeah, dude. That it is for sure. And yeah, and it's gonna it's Halloween week. So Yes it is. It's coming out on the uh 29th, so a few days away from Halloween and hopefully we won't be freezing our asses off when we go scare kids. Yeah, hopefully not. While I sit in a chair. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's no me jumping out at a kid without probably injuring myself. Well, you, well, you sit in the chair and you just whack your cane against it. Like that's right, exactly. What we need to get you is like a piece of metal or 
piece of wood or something, you can hit it against, make a lot of noise, and scare them. Right. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what we'll, sure. that's what we'll be doing for Halloween. So if everybody uh, has a good Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, yeah. And then we'll be coming back next month with Phantoms. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually uh, um, read that, read the book. I got the I got the audiobook too, so I'm either gonna listen to audiobook, actually read the book for for that one. Nice. And I guess before we close out, too, like we can give our little mini review of Exorcist, the the Believer. Sweet. We did, we did go see that. So, uh, what are some of your thoughts about Exorcist, the Believer? Well, I didn't hate it like I thought I would. And I thought it actually started out really strong. Yeah, it's kind of it's what I say. I would tell everybody it's like I was surprised at how much I actually liked that first part of the movie. Yeah, I was still like, yeah, this is actually fucking pretty good. And like you and I said before, when it gets to when she shows up, it just kind of like falls apart. Yeah, once once they introduce Ellen Bernstein into it, it just it's it just falls apart. Like right, it's like they want to make her like Laurie Strode, and there's like no reason to. Yeah, I do think it's that kind of Laurie Stroditis is kind of like they did that that stupid Texas Chainsaw Massacre make movie. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. I just, I just you didn't need to have her in it. No, there was no reason to. You know, she didn't need to be in it, and um, it was it was stupid, and and the second half just felt like kind of weird. It just felt like rushed and like kind of. Oh yeah, like, I You know, like the way it was cut. It just, it don't, I just don't know. It felt, it just felt like kind of hap, like haphazard as it went on. Right, and they they did Ellen Bernstein so dirty with that fucking scene. Yeah, like really, and you're I, gonna take her eyes out, really? Yeah, I know. And I had, I had kind of, I had heard that that um she came on kind of late into the process. Right. So they probably could have made the movie without her. Just keep her out. Yeah, you, you don't need her. You don't need that. The ending of Linda Blair. No, just stupid. We don't need it. It doesn't need that. And if we just focused in on, uh, you know, even if you don't, okay, they don't want to, they don't, you know, they obviously don't want to do, be too Catholic. That's fine. Just right. do something else. Like, showed it. It's like this, like my friend was saying, like they could have done it. So it's like this ancient evil and they kind of have this, the Catholic overlay is not, you know, it's just an overlay. So it's like, you can even, you know, fight it without being Catholic, whatever, which it kind of went right. for, but having the kind of like little like this group of, of people and you don't really know who any of them are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are, who are like trying to do the kids. I mean, the exorcism itself had, had its moments though. Right. That I, that I liked, you know, it had, had a few moments, which I thought was good. Oh yeah, dude. So I thought the girls were great possessed. Yeah. Those girls did really, really good job. They really, they really sold it. Yeah, they did. The makeup was good. I mean, it's take it take on the stuff from the first movie, but uh, Chris Nelson, the guy who did the effects, kind of said he tried to do a little bit more realistic, I guess. Right. For, like a bit more realistic version of the makeup from the first movie. Yeah. I think it looked good. Those girls, oh, yeah. I think they're having fun. <laughs> oh, I think so. Like I've seen some behind the scenes photos when they're all like in their makeup, and they just look like they're just having a ball. Yeah. So that that was the 
the girls and then the main guy helped elevate as well. Like he was giving it yeah. his all, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, it's better than two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. In I definitely was messy. The, the thing that's disappointing is it, I think it had the potential to be a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but they really, they really dropped the ball on it. No, they did. But no, I was. I don't hate it like I thought I would. Exactly. I was when I went in figuring it's going to be such a huge piece of shit. Yep. And I walked out going, you know, it wasn't that bad. I, you know, so you know, I was just, I was just telling people like, just give it a chance, you know. Yeah. Maybe just wait for I, it to come I out. Go around and buy it? No. No. Yeah, I tell people is just maybe wait till it comes streaming and just give it a shot, you know, like. Yep. Some people are gonna hate it, but uh, I didn't hate it. You know, I no, was going to, but I didn't end up hating it actually. Now I am glad that they took uh, what's his name off the next movie. Yeah, I am too. Because I just I don't I don't think the Exorcist is right for him. No, not at all. I mean, he could barely do the Halloween right, so I mean. Right. But at least he got Halloween 2018 right, you know, and Halloween. Oh, he Kills. definitely did. Yeah, da- not Danny McBride. What's his name? Um. David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. I just don't think he's the right person for an exorcist. No. I don't think he quite understands what the actual like concepts and ideas behind exorcists really are. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like he kind of missed the point of the kind of cosmic and religious level of, of the storyline, you know? Yeah. But, you know, there's parts I like. I like the, the, the girls. I love how the girls just kind of disappeared. Right. And then it showed up three days later. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. The feet burned. and all, Yeah, all that stuff was great. And then, uh, it, you know, so the demon was supposed to be Lamashu, not Pazuzu. Right. Which was pretty much lost in every single person who saw the movie. But even though, like, because uh, I followed the Chris Nelson guy on on Instagram, and he posted pictures of, they had created, like, a full bodysuit for the Lamashu demon. Oh, nice. He shows up, like, but you only see it for, like, seconds in the movie, you know? Right. So it's completely lost in everybody that it's not Pazuzu, what it is, you know, like, because you really just see it kind of, and you don't really know what you're seeing, you know? Yeah. But the actual, like, bodysuit and ma- demon makeup they did for this demon is really cool. Like, it's pretty cool. Oh, nice. It's like, that is too bad that they didn't, I don't know. It's just feel like they really dropped the ball. They could have. I feel like they they could have really made it a, into a good movie and and done a lot more with it. But right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I probably give the movie two and a half stars. Yeah, I agree. Maybe two, two and a half, something like that. Yeah, not horrible. First half's pretty good. Yeah, give it a watch at least once and make up your own mind. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my kind of my final thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't oh, believe yeah. Ha- man, I can't believe Halloween's almost over. Halloween's I know, over. what the hell? So go by Yeah, I got a pumpkin a little while ago. I'm sitting in my car. I'm gonna take it out and carve it. Right. I uh I was so well I to go buy pumpkin the other day. I was up at King Supers and they were all rotten. Really? I was like all bullshit. But I think I, I saw I was driving home there. I don't want to spend the money out, but I was like, fuck, I want a pumpkin. But there's like a the church right there on Smoky Hill up on the road. Yeah. They're selling pumpkins. And I saw them. And they're like, damn, they have some nice little pumpkins. But I know it's going to cost me like 10 bucks. 
go to the King Supers off of uh, Parker, the one um, Parker and Rappo. Okay, that's where I got the pumpkin I got, and they have nice. they have really nice ones. Hell yeah, dude! But, yeah, I'd go there. Nice. But yeah, well, I guess we'll close this out, and yeah, hope everybody Ooh. has a good Halloween, and uh, yes, we'll be back at it next month. Hell yeah, dude. Feel the blood spill from your mouth Rotting waves come destiny Feel the stones taking all it Breathe Jump it out Feel the blood spill from your mouth